Welcome to Life and Ball Podcast. We give your game life. Today we're going to talk Michigan State and Michigan basketball. It's going to be a very interesting show for a lot of you Michigan and Michigan State fans. We're going to primarily talk basketball. Tyler and I on Troubled Snap, you know, we, we talk about a lot of things. We're very invested in this rivalry. I'm going to bring up some amazing points today that will really open up, hopefully, both fan bases' eyes on just how successful both programs have been in basketball. Uh, we are in basketball season. I don't want to talk about Harbaugh. I don't want to talk about Mel Tucker and Michigan State football. <laughs> I'm not in the mood, and I really don't care at this point. Uh, what we have on the hardwood in this state is very, very impressive. So I would prefer to talk about the sport that's had more success, and uh, that's where we are with this thing. The The thing about it is... You know, for me, I've never been a big stats guy. I, I talk about this with Tyler all the time. I, I, I want to see what players can do. I want to see their skill levels. I want to see, can they shoot? Can they defend? I, I think of, I watch a player and I say, okay, look, I think this guy could get to the next level and do some damage. Uh, Miles Bridges right away. I mean, I knew as a sophomore, this guy is starting to shoot better. He's get, he needs to get better with handling the basketball, but he's a fantastic athlete. It's going to resonate. He's going to be in the league. He's going to do pretty well. And that's what's happened. He's been you know, a, a key piece to the Hornets. And he's a guy that you know, can really, really play. Um, guys like Brian Forbes, you, know, you don't expect that. He comes in, and he's, but he's a, a, a specialist. He's a shooter. He's somebody that can hit shots. And he's been able to stay in the league. And you got to say, hey, he went to Michigan State. He got developed. He improved. And he was a solid defender there. You got to give the credit to that university, that school, and, and we're going to talk a lot about those things today, on what both schools have done. The big thing that I think that is interesting with this rivalry, and really when you break the whole thing down, uh, just how close Michigan has been to Michigan State as far as overall record since basically 2010 and 11. So I'm going to read some stats. It's it's just incredible to me when you re you know revisit these things and. I'm blown away by the overall records on just how close it was because, you know, it's not like it's a one or two game difference, but I just thought Michigan State, because of most of us would feel that over the years, have been much better than Michigan in basketball. That's the common thought process is Michigan State, well, they win Big Ten championships, you know, they've done so much and, and, you know, they're just great. They're way better than Michigan. That's what most people would think until they revisit some things like I did today. So basically, since 2010 and 11, where John Beeline was finally starting to get Michigan rolling a little bit, his first few years were a struggle. You know, really the year before, though, Darius Morris, you know, I think was the point guard. They started, you know, they beat Michigan State a couple times in a row. Um, you know, maybe it was the year after, I'm not quite sure. But I'm just going to go 2010 and 11 here. From then to 2020 and 2021, we'll talk about. But let me just talk about before Jawan got there first. So 2010, 2011, up until Jawan gets there, Michigan State had won 242 games and lost 86. Michigan, on the other hand, had won 232, so 10 wins less, and had 11 losses more with 97. So, but you're you're getting my point. Both teams up there, Michigan State, you know, nearing close to 27 wins per season in that time frame before Juwan gets there, obviously, uh, 26.8 or whatever it was. Michigan was like 25.2 or 3. So let's just add it up. 
Michigan State's winning, you know, nearly 27, you know, you know, games a year. Michigan's winning 25. Both pretty good. I mean, they're they're right there. You you got to worry about the that Michigan team. They're they're good during that time as well. Michigan uh, is in the Final Four twice. Michigan State only once. Uh, two national title game losses for Michigan during that time period. And the crazy stat for me is is this: when you add Jawan to the mix, the last two years. So we're getting closer to that ten year period. You know, you add his nineteen and twelve season last year and his eleven and zero start. And look, I don't want to get carried away because we we don't know how good Michigan will fully be. But I just want to read this for you guys: two hundred and sixty two and one hundred eight. When you add the season and a quarter or season and a half with Jawan, Michigan State is two seventy two and ninety nine. So basically, ten more wins. And nine more losses for Michigan, or ten more wins for Michigan State, nine more losses for uh, Michigan. But you get my point. They're neck and neck. They're neck and neck. And, you know, Michigan State fans, you're not going to like this. But when you look at how many players are in the NBA from both schools, it's Michigan that has more players in the NBA right now. They have nine players. Michigan State has eight. Still very good. You look at the players, though. You look at Draymond and his, his success. He brings up Sparty all the time. It's like the best free plug ever. When Draymond Green, you know, when he was winning, he brings up Michigan State. These kids don't care today, though. You know, it's just too fast now. These young players want to see who just got drafted, who's doing what. And, and let me remind you, Last year, Duncan Robinson, a guy that not a lot of people would really think about or know about, plays at Michigan and is a starter and is hitting threes in the bubble like crazy. He's averaging 13 in a game right now, you know, per game right now. Tim Hardaway Jr. has been playing lights out, 18 per game right now. I, I mean, you know, Trey Burke is at, I think, 10 points per game. No, actually, Karis LeVert, I think it's Karis LeVert's at 18 right now. Obviously, he just got traded. You know, I'd have to revisit those stats. But you get my point. Burke, Hardaway, and Levert have played really, really well. Iggy Przengis is kind of bouncing around, though. He's going G League in NBA. You have Simpson and Teske now in the G League. And you look at the guys that Michigan State has in the league right now. Jaron Jackson, I think, is still going to be a very, very good player. Draymond's obviously the guy that everybody knows about because of his championships. Cassius is still trying to find his way. Miles Bridges, though, is that younger player that he has the highlights. And the, the point of all this discussion is this. Michigan State is in big trouble if they don't change a couple things. Because it was okay before to kind of get away with, you know, coaching hard like Izzo does and getting on guys and, and, and you know, pushing them a certain way. And, and, you know, maybe you should stay another year and so you can get better and get developed for the NBA. You know, it was okay because you knew down the road at Michigan, the culture there is they're kind of dealing with the same thing. They're not getting any one and dones. They're not out recruiting you. So you can kind of get away with winning a ton of basketball games and having kids stay a few years. And then, boom, you're still the better school, really, in the state. But those days are done. Joan Howard is a game changer. Now, 
When we started this with Juwan, when he got first hired, I said to myself, I don't know how good he'll be as a coach. I mean, I, I you know, you got to th think about that. You know, it, I've been in that position where, you know, how much have you really coached? You got a lot of playing and skills training experience. Well, can you really coach a, a team? And it's hard. You know, you, you're learning on the fly. I will say this, though, and this is going to really rock you Spartan fans, but it's just the bottom line truth. It's not even close. Michigan staff is way better than Michigan State's. It's not even close. You have Howard Isley with a crazy amount of NBA experience. You have Juwan with a crazy amount of NBA experience. Saudi Washington from the state, played at Western Michigan, has been a part of John Beeline's staffs, big-time coach. And then you bring in someone like the godfather, Phil Martelli, who had been coaching for 30 years at St. Joseph, major East Coast connection, knows everybody. This is a better staff than Michigan State by far. I mean, look, no offense to Dane Fife, Dwayne Stevens, and Mike Garland. They're, those are good coaches, and they, they've had some good guys around that program. Really good coaches, not, you know, not just solid, good to great coaches. But this Michigan staff is far and away better. I mean, it's not even close. You look at next year's recruiting class, number one in the country, Michigan. You look at the start, and then number three in the country right now, this year, Michigan, you look at next year how three guys from Michigan are going to be drafted. Isaiah Livers will be drafted. Franz Wagner will definitely be drafted, maybe higher than many would have thought. I never thought Franz Wagner would be on everybody's radar the way he is right now. He is blowing up when it comes to potential lottery. It's insane right now. And Hunter Dickinson is also going to be gone, and he's being talked about as a lottery in some ways. We'll see how this year pans out. Tom Izzo in Michigan State is in big trouble if they don't change a couple things. You have to get the kids that come in, and you're going to have to let them ride a little bit and let them play. Because if you don't, what happens next is, why would I go there when I can go to Michigan, who has probably a bigger base and is more known and bigger brand? I can rock the Jordans. You know, I can play in the NBA. I mean, <laughs> Tom is in big trouble if he doesn't get this thing figured out. And the end of his career will turn out to be the way it started, where he was just not able to beat Michigan. And, and I, if I'm him, i got to be like Coach K. And i got to say, I, I have to change some things right now, and we're going to have to figure it out where we're going to have to have freshmen come in and play right away and, and be our stars, or we're not going to do well. And that's why I give Coach K so much credit is because he was able to say, yes, I, I have to change a little bit. You know, if I want to run my program with sophomore, junior, seniors, what's going to happen is I'm not going to get the good freshmen coming in because they don't want to stay as long anymore. I mean, we all know that's what college basketball is today. I just watched De'Aaron Fox uh, on a podcast, you know, with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson he made it very clear the only reason he went to Kentucky, obviously, we all know this, is he, I wanted to be there one year. Cal came in, and after we lost to North Carolina at the buzzer, said, you're all gone, go to the NBA. That's why they're good every year. I mean, it's we all know it, but we're going to see it in this state. Frankie Collins is going to come into Michigan next year, guys, as a point guard who played against the prize recruit of Michigan State, Imani Bates, and Imani has been really good. And I'm going to say a lot, a lot about Imani eventually because, you know, the, I have a lot of opinion on this. 
Frankie Collins was the better player that day. You know, Imani had, you know, 19 or whatever. Frankie has 28. Who cares? Imani's team wins. Winning matters. Frankie Collins is an explosive point guard coming in from Michigan. Absolutely explosive. This is a definitely potential one-and-done type player. Two-year max if things go the way I think they will. They probably have two other players from that class at least that are kind of in the same boat, you know, where I think that, you know, I think two years they all stay. I don't think it's all one and done. I think it would be a two-year deal for Michigan. If you want to go to Michigan, you're going to stay two years. And I think they'll be okay with that. But you're going to have to get one and done. And Hunter Dickinson is, is saving this program because without him, this thing wouldn't work. You know, the, Jawan would still struggle and, you know, they would be really good. But without Hunter, this thing isn't going to happen because the hype now is behind. We got a guy that's probably going to be a lottery pick, possibly. We got another guy. Oh, my gosh, Franz Wagner. Oh, his brother Mo, who plays in the league. Wow, Michigan's got some stuff going on here. That's what people think. That's what people say. That's what people write. So Tom Izzo, next year is his biggest year he's going to ever have as the coach of Michigan State. Because if Imani Bates comes in and reclassified, he plays next year there. You have to let that kid shine right away. You have to. You have to let him go to work. You have a situation where right now, if Michigan plays the way I think they should, with the veteran leadership and the way they're going, and from what I've seen enough with basketball, I think that this is a Final Four basketball team. I really do. If you look at what they have going on and you watch Michigan State, Michigan's just a better basketball team right now. And a whole lot would have to change like right now, which has happened in the past, by the way. So I don't want to get carried away. But you get my point. Michigan has this year locked down if they just continue to build momentum. They're just better than Michigan State. They look better. They play better. What they do makes more sense. Michigan State looks like a train wreck. Next year, everything starts back over. Michigan brings a lot of young kids in who are going to have to try to learn to play together. They're not going to have the same chemistry. And Juwan's going to have to bring that together. You have a kid coming in next year who is the name of, you know, of names. Imani is that big. You have to change the way you coach. You have to let this kid play. you got to let him go to work. Of course, you have to toughen him up, get him better in some areas that will get him ready for the league. And you have to allow that to happen. You win a lot of games. He's your guy. And then you're fine with recruiting. But what we have seen with this program at Michigan State, that's not how it usually works. It's built on toughness, grit. you got to come in and earn your way, which is fine. You have to. You have to earn your way. But... It doesn't have to be over the top. <laughs> you can still let your best players go to work. I look at a kid like Aaron Henry, and I, guys, I just don't think he's gotten any better. I mean, I I think in three years there, I think it was a waste. I mean, I, I watch him, and I go, wow, such an athlete, but his ball handling just continues to not get better. Um, you know, he, he has good moments. I look at a kid like Rocket Watts, who... I thought Rocket Watts out of high school. I mean, I'm bragging to my Spartan friends. Like, dude, you guys got a, a dog, man. This kid can play. He's explosive. He's He can shoot. He can lock up full. And they're not using him right. And it's, it's mind-blowing to me that they use him the way they use him. Now he's off the bench and they're tinkering. Like, dude, what? This dude is like your second most athletic player on the team. 
<laughs> you, don't, you don't fool with those kids. You make it work. You know, okay, you're kind of not a point guard. We'll let you start on the wing. We'll we'll dribble hand off to you and let you go to work. And which they do. Tom gets him in the right spots at times. But this is not the dude that you want to be, you know, fooling with. Is he going to fool with Imani Bates as well? I mean, this is trouble zone for Michigan State basketball. I'm just going to. I'm just letting you guys know. You know, I've seen this before where programs kind of just. You know, are really good. I don't think Michigan State will could ever possibly be bad, even though they are bad right now. But under Tom Izzo and this this program and how tough they've been with winning all the Big Ten championships, it's just a very very good program, and and it's a nationally known program. It isn't like a regional deal, but it's going to be regional if you run it the way you have because Jawan's different. Jawan isn't John Beeline. He's not Tommy Amaker. You know, he's he's not Brian Ellerby. You know, Jawan is Steve Fisher on steroids and then more steroids when it comes to recruiting. You know, this is the beginning. I mean, guys, what he's doing is he's doing exactly kind of what Steve Fisher did. You know, the first couple of years, he just starts getting a huge class right away. And it's kind of like the same ordeal. It's like we're going back in time where, you know, Bill Frieder did a really good job. In Michigan, he won a lot of games. They won some Big Ten championships. That team he had at the end, when when Fisher took him over, he was like the guy that got him there. You know, the guys that Jawan's winning with right now are, are the guys that Beeline got. It's just like deja vu all over again. I'm laughing thinking about it. it it's, it's hysterical to me. Jawan is winning with Beeline's guys. But he's got a number one ranked recruiting class because of it. That's the difference. You know, this isn't this isn't Jim Harbaugh in football where, you know, his first year he won with all hoax guys and then he just doesn't have great recruiting classes. He has good ones, but not great ones. There's a couple years where maybe he was like, I think, number one in the Big Ten. He's usually number two. But this is this is a whole new ballgame. This is Juwan saying, I'm a really good coach, been in the league, come here. You know, you're gonna love it here. Michigan is great. You know, you're going to love our coaches. You're going to love our culture. You're going to love the shoes. You're going to love everything about this program. Come here. Number one ranked recruiting class, year two. That's incredible. When you're out recruiting Kentucky, Duke, Kansas, everybody is going to pay attention to you. Michigan State, you've got your work cut out for you. I mean, to be honest, if the Amani thing doesn't work, you can call it. It's a wrap. It's an absolute wrap. When you have a kid like Imani Bates who made the decision to go to your school because of the hype. Look, I think Imani Bates is a very good player. Do I think he has to improve? Yes, just like everybody does. He's young. He's got a long ways to go. I think that you know he could be a very, very good NBA player. I think the hype is too much with this kid. I've said that from day one. I think that they've you know, he's not a, a physical imposing kid. He's not a LeBron James coming in and just physically dominating everybody. He's not Shaq physically dominating everybody. He's a kid that is incredibly skilled, very hard worker, can really play offensively. We've seen the first game when he went up against a kid that was physically bigger, taller than Chet Holmgren, that he wasn't on that level. That That says all you need to know that this kid has a long ways to go. I don't think 
he has the attitude, though, to come into Michigan State and want to work for a few years. I mean, this kid's already getting talked about in the NBA. So Tom Izzo is going to have to do his best job coaching ever where he's going to have to have this kid buy into the system that's Michigan State, but also let him play. And I don't think Tom is that type of guy. And I think this thing is going to be a nightmare. I mean, I, I would be shocked if it worked, to be honest. I, I think it's going to be bad. And I think it's, I thought it was the bad move for Imani. I would have liked to see him go to Kentucky. You know, I would have been more happy about that move or, or now go to the G League first, whatever, just because I think what's going to happen is you're going to go to college and play with a very physical, hard-nosed basketball program who doesn't care who you are, which does help you in the long run, but I don't know if he can handle that. I don't know if he can handle that situation. And it worries me for him, and it worries me for Michigan State, and I think you should be worried as well. Now, I've been wrong a lot. We all say things. We all have an opinion. And, hey, look, it doesn't always go the way we got, you know, we think it could. Hey, Michigan might go on a rough patch. The Big Ten loaded. And Michigan State might figure it out this year. That there's, It certainly could happen. But from what I see and how both programs are ran, Michigan is by far trending up. Michigan State is trending down. And next year is going to be the biggest year for Tom Izzo's coaching career. That will define his last call for Michigan State as a coach because he won't be there forever you know things happen you know you coach there for so long and eventually you move on and you retire and that day is coming for Michigan State basketball that day could come quicker if next year he doesn't coach differently that's my point of all this but Michigan number three in the country look rolling uh, Michigan State's got a lot to figure out obviously they had two games postponed due to COVID concerns so we're praying for them though on that because this has just been ridiculous it's been so hard and look you, you know people wanted to call Michigan out on the wave the white flag thing it's easy for me to want to say the same thing about Michigan State basketball I'm not going to be immature and ridiculous and unprofessional I think Michigan State has some COVID concerns and we need to pray for them and I think that's how you handle things. And I really hope things get better for them on that end because I want to see them play basketball. And I know the Spartan fans want to see them figure this thing out. So we will see what happens. Um, look, Michigan State's got a very good class coming in next year. Michigan has the number one class. I'll end it again. Tom Izzo's biggest year is next year with recruiting. The kids he has coming in, he's got to let them play a little bit. And he's going to have to let rocket watts be who he really is and he's gonna have to play guys differently or this thing's just not gonna work because Jawan's gonna let guys go he's gonna let guys play and you're gonna have a voice in michigan and you just don't at michigan state and it's different it's a different situation so this has been a great basketball rivalry i think it will continue i think it's only going to be strengthened next year i can't wait for the february 6th game this year uh michigan's got a big one today minnesota man they're gonna be pissed they're gonna be angry they're definitely going to want to come at Michigan after that beatdown that they got uh, and received in Ann Arbor. Uh, 2 o'clock tip, ESPN2 tune in. I, I think Michigan, uh, I think they get their first L. I've been saying this like over and over, and it's been good luck, so I'm going to keep it going. I, I do think Minnesota's really good at home, so I would not be surprised if Minnesota gets uh, Michigan their first loss today. A lot of hype behind Michigan, a lot of pressure, but that would say a lot if Michigan could go to the barn, even without fans, and go in there and get another win, I mean, whew, 
These guys are rolling right now. So, hey, tune in. I'm going to get with Tyler on Troubled Snap. I know he's going to definitely respond to this because he's going to have a lot to say. He's going to think I'm talking smack, which, look, I am, man. Michigan State, you guys got to figure it out. You got a program now that has a coach who can actually recruit big time. Put your big boy pants on. You're talking a lot of stuff. It's going to be a little different now. You're going to have to really be different to compete with that recruiting-wise. But, hey, thanks for tuning in, LabCast. I'll get on it momentarily. Uh, put this on live. Facebook, J-File Lab. Watch it. Watch it live. Listen in. Give me your feedback, comments, and we'll go from there. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Give your game life on the Life and Ball Podcast.